everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Potter and Clay. My name is Karina. My name is Lillian. And today we will be talking about quiet time and our personal prayer life. This is something that I think we're both super excited about. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that really transforms a lot of Christian believers in their walk with God. Mm -hmm. Um, Having this personal relationship, you know, that's the whole point of why we believe what we believe, our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with God the Father, Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit. So um, this is a very important topic and Mm -hmm. also a very great topic a fun topic to talk about as well and i'm super excited for y'all to hear what we have to say Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah this is like the most fundamental part you know quiet time is reading god's word and how do you build a relationship you have to get to know the other person and then prayer life is us talking about talking to god and talking Mm -hmm. with him and yeah just being vulnerable with him and so yeah I think I'm super excited to talk about this topic and, you know, why don't we take it from the very beginning, right? Like, when did we first hear about quiet time in prayer life and when were you first, like, introduced to that concept? Yeah, and I think this is really cool to have both me and Lillian on this podcast for this because for Lillian, she grew up in the church Mm -hmm. and um, she's basically been a Christian her her whole life. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have not yeah so um (laughs) i think we were just reading through our notes as well and it's like really cool to see the different perspectives so i'm super excited to share that with you all um Mm -hmm. but with that being said lillian do you want to talk about how it was with you growing up in your own quiet time and your own prayer life Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah like karina said i grew up in the church meaning that you know i was introduced to this concept from the very, 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 very young age, I guess. And I think initial, like, time that I can remember, like, kind of knowing what that was was probably middle school because, you know, I'm, like, older and I kind of know, like, they're, like, I'll read your Bible. And I remember my mom used to always buy me these, like, 365-day Devo books (laughs) where it'd be, like, oh, uh, a Devo a day. And then it'd be, like, a small... Um, story or something and then like one verse and I would just like read that every single night so that was like my quote-unquote quiet time Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I started like doing my quiet times and then in terms of prayer it was just always like oh you know it's your way of communicating with God so I just took that as okay I'll just like talk to God like you know God please give me an A (laughs) God like you know really (laughs) simple and innocent prayers but I think God did show up in like the really small like ways like where I'm like oh is this a coincidence or like did I get an A because I prayed and God answered me or did I get an A because it was just coincidence so I think growing up that's kind of how my quiet time and prayer life kind of started and yeah I mean for yourself when did you initially hear about quiet time or prayer life in your walk yeah that's a really good question um I don't know if there was ever a time that I really heard about it to be honest Um, So for me, I didn't grow up in the church, didn't have a Bible, didn't know any verses. Actually, I think I might have had a Bible. Um, I grew up in a private school Mm. from first to fourth grade, the beginning of my fourth grade Mm -hmm. year. And I went to a Lutheran school. I think that's a Christian school. I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) I think it's a denomination. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's some kind of denomination. (laughs) But um, I mean, just to give you context of where I was at. So 
uh, I did go to this Lutheran school, but we never talked about God really mm. outside of, I think we had these like Wednesday chapels, but then they did the whole, oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then we were out the door. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in like every single one of those <laughs> sermons, if you can even call them sermons. Um, and outside of that, I didn't really hear anything about God. My friends' families mm. weren't Christian. We just all got to that school or I'm pretty sure our parents all put us in that school because or it was a really good education for us in that that city and um we had this class called religion fun fact um <laughs> I couldn't memorize any of the verses and I got a C in my third grade religion classes the worst grade I've ever gotten <laughs> in my entire life was third grade religion um so we were required to memorize these verses word for word I couldn't do it the only Bible story I've ever heard was Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. but they weren't true stories to me, so <laughs> it didn't really matter at that time. But I think in terms of quiet time and prayer life, so for me, it's a little different. So when I first heard a sermon, my first ever sermon that I've ever heard, and this is part of my testimony that I will share one day, I like instantly knew God was real, and I instantly knew that I wanted to learn more about him, but I didn't know how to Mm. do that, I guess. I know people had Bibles. I didn't know that people actually read them, (laughs) which is like such a funny concept to think about nowadays because I'm Mm. like, of course people read their Bibles. But for me, like, that that wasn't a resource. I didn't have a Bible at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. And I think because I didn't have a Bible, I just prayed because that's all I knew that people did. I just Mm. thought people just prayed to God Mm. and I didn't know how to pray either. So I just, (laughs) it was more like me talking to God. I was like, God, I I like just want to know you and I don't know how to know you, but just show me how. And he provided in so many different ways. I, I went to college. I went back to college, um, And I got plugged into a fellowship there Mm. and a staff member gave me my very first Bible, which is very cool. It was (laughs) was a little mini travel one. I still use it to this day sometimes when I have to travel a lot because it's pocket sized Mm -hmm. and it's got a little little leather bound book. Um, That's fancy. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a it was a nice one. And so I took it with me everywhere. But it was so funny because I think looking back on it, at it, I still didn't open it. Like I did and still didn't know that I was supposed to read it. I just took it with me everywhere to Mm -hmm. the gym. I took Mm -hmm. it. Oh, there's this funny story. Am I rambling? No, go for it. Go on. We want to hear your personal story. Okay. There was this one time. I actually remember this so significantly too. I went to the gym this Bible in my backpack. Mm -hmm. I never opened up my Bible outside of our um, Bible studies because I didn't know what to read. So Mm -hmm. I just only read them in Bible studies. Um, And my water bottle in the gym had spilled all over my backpack. Like it got all over my computer, (laughs) all over my my notes. But the only thing that was untouched was this, this little Bible, Wow, which is crazy. And there was water droplets on the covers, but then the inside pages were pristine. Wow. (laughs) And my other notebooks have been soaked. I was so excited. I went back to my staff member and I was like, no way. You would not believe what happened (laughs) to my Bible. This is the only thing that survived in my backpack. (laughs) That's so funny. It's very costly. Yeah. Um, 
costly experience, but the Bible was <laughs> saved. Um, yeah. And then I think because no one had really taught me how to read it or what to read, it was really hard for me to have that initial quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, after that moment, probably like I knew something was different. Uh, and so I started asking around my friends and I was like, hey, what should I read if I wanted to read? And they were like, oh, you should start with the Gospels. Mm-hmm. I was like in my room Googling, what are the Gospels? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's how my quiet life or quiet time started. It was just curiosity, but not knowing how to not knowing how to really learn and get to Mm. know the Lord, but I just, I really had this heart for him. Mm. And so, yeah, that's kind of my story. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like mine's is a little different. (laughs) Yes. Um, Very different. Yeah. I mean, because I grew up in the church, I feel like I don't think I like valued it as much Mm because I grew up with it so I was like oh this is the norm I just go to church on Sundays I memorize you know we used to have these like key rings of bible verses and we we would get like prizes (laughs) if we memorized it so I was like okay like this is wait like key rings like note cards yeah it was like like literally like when you memorize like vocabulary you know cards (laughs) and then it was like a flashcard deck right and you would just read through it and they would test you Mm -hmm. and then if you we're able to m- memorize it. You get like a little star and then mm-hmm. the stars accumulate into a prize. <laughs> so I was like, oh yes, I am doing this. And so, wow. yeah. So that's kind of my first like encounter with God's word, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I valued it, which is something I, I feel like you were able to kind of just have naturally, um, not really growing up in the church, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, I had a pretty pivotal moment in my life where you know, I would re- go to church on Sundays and then, you know, kind of live this double life of, you know, th- that's also part of my testimony, but live this double life of, oh, Sundays are like God days. And then mm-hmm. every other day is just like, oh, not God day kind of thing. And I just mm-hmm. try to fit in with my friends in school. And so in the first time that I really wanted to develop this quiet time was probably end of high school and the start of college actually so actually not that long ago and I mm-hmm. think what triggered it was just this desire to know want to know who God is like personally because I feel like before it was yeah. always through youth group or through the pastor I would know God's word but then I was like I don't really know who God is like personally and if I want to know him I just have to read his word right there's it's there I have all the resources that I need but I'm not mm-hmm. utilizing them and so I think I just like was it snap in my mindset and I was like okay I need to just start reading just open up any book and like just start reading right and Mm -hmm. so I think that's what kick-started it and yeah and so I just literally opened up the bible (laughs) and for the first time I didn't just like you know pick verses or like jump chop like book by book I kind of like read it consecutively and Mm -hmm. so I started I remember I started in first corinthians and then I just read all the way through Revelations. And then I went back to the Gospels. And then so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then I finished with Romans. So that was like the first time I read through like the whole like New Testament, like cohesively, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was like, the more I read, like the more I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, you know, all these like connections or like things that I just never saw before. And I was like, wow, like 
this is what it means to truly like actually know God's word. And mm-hmm. obviously that didn't happen like within a, within a day where right? it like happened yeah. through a period of time. But yeah, I was like, wow, like <laughs> there's so many like just new things that I didn't see before. And yeah. And, you know, it even says in the Bible, like God's word is um, active, right. And living. Um, and I think, let me see, I think that's, the verse in oh, Hebrews 4.12. So the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So I think, yeah, each time I read it, I was like, oh, something new, something new, right? And that's like just the active living part of God's word. It just always like hits you or impacts you in a different way every time you read it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of my more pivotal moment I would say of starting a personal quiet time and prayer life with God Mm -hmm. um and I think the prayer life like followed suit because I feel like once I started reading I was like okay I need to also like ask God for like understanding I guess of his word because sometimes it's not easy to understand God's word and so I think yeah I was able to slowly also strengthen my prayer life as well and yeah so that's kind of my story (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the the beauty of scripture is that and and the bible in general is that it is god's word and Mm -hmm. um it is god's word through the holy spirit um written out by man but it is god's word Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that's so beautiful and Mm -hmm. for people who are newer in their christian walk i think this is something that i didn't quite grasp is that mm. you could go to the Bible and, and God is there. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's really cool mm-hmm. about scripture. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. say for me, my pivotal moment is, <laughs> this is really funny, guys. Um, I went on, okay, so this is shortly after I became Christian. So me, I knew that I wanted to follow God in around April of 2019. Mm. And then I went on this marching band tour. It's Mm -hmm. like a professional marching band tour. It's called Drum Corps. Mm -hmm. And I was traveling with a group of 16 to 21-year-olds for three months. And when I'm talking about a group, I'm talking about like there was like 150 of us um, traveling on buses, going around competing. And for this group, we had this thing called a field show, which is basically a marching band show on a football field. So we didn't do parades, but Mm -hmm. we did these fancy, super uh, systematic and creative shows that we would put on on the football field. And my job that summer was to be a backfield conductor, Mm -hmm. which meant I had very, very significant moments in the show. But when I didn't... I was stuck in the back of the football field pretty much all by myself. (laughs) And sometimes that happened for hours. And so when you're really good at your job, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they kind of just leave you alone. Mm -hmm. And I and so to give context for this, we practiced about 12 hours a day in three separate four hour blocks. And so we had this one block called ensemble which is everyone came together and we just practiced a part of the show and there were some days where I was left alone in the back 
with no one to talk to and I mean absolutely no one to talk to for hours <laughs> and so just think about you like just standing and you're seeing all your friends in the front mm-hmm. and they're having fun they're all practicing so together sad. and you're practicing too with them but then uh-huh. you're also like 50 yards away from the nearest person to you mm-hmm. and so actually what I started doing was uh, don't tell anyone actually it's okay it's fine now you're not gonna tell anyone but what i started doing i started actually reading the bible through on my phone when i was in the back in between our um what we call rehearsal sets Mm. and i didn't read the bible really to get to know well i did get to know god but it was more what were god's teachings Mm. for me and like how could i take that into my rehearsal space Mm. and so I actually remember Romans was the first book I read Mm. all the way through Mm. and this one specific rehearsal I didn't know what quiet time or prayer life was let's just be honest but this is the moment where I was like oh let me just keep reading Mm. and keep praying and let me just keep inching towards God and I remember this so clearly because I had a really really bad day Mm -hmm. with someone else that was on my team and at the time I was reading Romans 12 <laughs> and it was the verse where it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and so in my mind, I was like praying to God. I was like, Lord, I am so angry, but you know what? I will feed my enemy and you will heap burning coals on his head. Totally out of context. <laughs> But you know what? At that time, I think it was so precious to me because I I thought like, oh, God really just isolated me from the group Hmm. that I was a part of. And I think when God isolates you is to it is to grow you and to say, hey, listen to him. Hmm. I didn't know that at the time. I I realized that as I was writing my notes for this podcast. Hmm. Um, And from that moment, it was just like me praying to him. and, And it wasn't like dear heavenly father um please like comfort my soul and peace and lift my (laughs) anger or anything like that it was like god why Mm. like god why am i stuck in this position Mm. god why is this person so mean to me Mm. god how do i how do i be this person that you're telling me to be to feed my neighbors and to give or to feed my enemies and give my enemies something to drink when they're thirsty. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. That's really hard. Why don't, why can't I be the one to take revenge? Mm. And so I think out of those small moments and isolating moments, um, it's like when you really get to have quote unquote Mm -hmm. quiet time in the Mm -hmm. Lord. And that's the same thing as it goes today. Mm -hmm. I think we're so in a world that's so busy and often we're so distracted by things, right? As soon as we wake up in the morning, boom, 7 a.m., you got like seven emails pinging you. Mm-hmm. Um, or you social just media. Your phone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everything definitely. is just coming at you. The whole world is coming at you, right? Mm-hmm. But like trying to find ways to isolate yourself is mm-hmm. and like really tune into the Holy Spirit and what God has to say for you, mm-hmm. I think is so important. Yeah. And just like the idea of being still, right? Because mm-hmm. I think. God does speak in the silence or in the stillness. Oh, absolutely. And so I think that's, yeah, going adding to your point too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess how has your quiet time and prayer life changed since 
you first started or <laughs> kind of like, you know, first were introduced to it to where it currently is currently right now? I guess, how has that grown or changed? What, you know, uh, techniques or tactics have you used to like approach quiet time in prayer life in a more fruitful way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. Um, I will say I definitely don't do the same things as I did before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In terms of quiet time, I think for me, I think, okay, it's really important to know that people hear God in different ways Hmm. um, and Hmm. different times work better for different people. I personally really need to spend time with God Mm. in the morning. Hmm. That's me personally. But I think recently, okay, I think a lot of times people take the Bible as something to be like, how is God teaching me in my season mm. to get today? Mm. And so they would read this verse and they said, God, what are you saying to me today that can apply to my life? Mm-hmm. And I think I started to shift this into this mentality of also just viewing God's word as him showing me something about him Mm. not necessarily him showing me something about myself Mm. that's good if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so the quiet time is really for you to get to know the lord and so i think Mm -hmm. sometimes people can take the bible to be only like these teachings and these moral lessons and and yes it is that and yes there are going to be moments where you flip open your bible and (laughs) it lands on a page that speaks exactly to you yeah but most days it's not going to be like that Mm. and so I think it's important to view God's word as just really just spending time with him. Mm -hmm. And the best way that I think about it is too, if you go to church on Sundays and you're hearing God's words from a pastor who is speaking to you and you're not reading it for yourself throughout the week, that's not a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. If I am talking to, or if I'm saying that, I believe in Lillian, mm-hmm. let's say. Yes, I believe in Lillian. We're going to use this analogy. Mm-hmm. But so-and-so, let's say, um, I don't know, give me a name, Nick. Nick. Nick, <laughs> I talk to Nick, and once a week, Nick tells me, like, all these great things about Lillian mm-hmm. for 30 minutes mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't actually talk to Lillian. Mm-hmm. Is that a relationship <laughs> with Lillian? No, I don't think so. (laughs) You have to actually sit down and spend time with Lillian in Mm -hmm. order to have that relationship with her. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same thing with God, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're just sitting there for 30 minutes listening to someone else tell you about how great God is, but you're not actually spending time with the Lord and spending time with him, Mm -hmm. I'll be bold as to say you don't have a relationship with God because Mm -hmm. he doesn't know you and you don't know him. Mm. Yeah. It's really great. And I think adding on to that too, like you, you know, reading the Bible also helps you to know God's heart, right? And the same mm-hmm. thing with the relationship, like when you're like in a friendship, in a dating relationship, whatever relationship it is, like you only know a person's heart the more you talk to them and the more they talk to you. And, yeah, you know, you get to know what they like, what they don't like, right? What they, what they feel, right? Things mm-hmm. that make them joyful things that anger them and I think that's the same thing with God too like the more we spend time in God's word the more we get to know his heart and get to know who he is and the more we just fall in love with him as well and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. what about you 
anything that you did to shift your prayer life or quiet time? Yeah, I think for me, yeah, I really like the time and a place. I don't know. I think that's just for me, maybe personally, but I think it's also a really great thing to have when you have a plan of like a plan to do these quiet times in prayer life because let's be Mm -hmm. honest guys like we're so busy like we're not gonna make time for something that's already hard right like you're not gonna go to the gym what like unless you make time or like you actually set a time for it right like you're not Mm -hmm. gonna be like oh I feel like going in the gym right now or sometimes maybe you do but I think it's a lot easier when you have a time and a place to do those quiet times of prayer life so I think I'm kind of like Karina too I love uh, reading in the morning I feel like it just sets the mood for the entire day and so I usually wake up in the morning and I I actually have this um quiet time companion <laughs> I, I was showing Karina before. it's like a huge thick notebook that has like oh, yes, you did tell me yeah it has like just an all-in-one inclusive like prayer quest list and then mm-hmm. it has a lot of spaces for a quiet time and I think it just helps me kind of um guide my quiet time um this is not for everyone but this is just for me personally that works for me um and yeah I usually just like to start off praying before I read the word and then I usually like to write a little small context so like oh what did I read the chapter before if I'm starting a new book like what is the context of the book that I'm currently about to read Mm -hmm. and then after that I like to just like you know kind of go through the coma thing for those of you guys who don't know or that don't know what coma is I don't know what coma is (laughs) it's an acronym I feel like okay or not I feel like it is an acronym that we learned in youth so Mm -hmm. it's context that's what the c stands for Mm -hmm. o stands for observation Mm -hmm. m stands for meaning and a stands for application um so I don't follow necessarily like the full coma acronym, but mm-hmm. I do use the context and the observation section. And then um, for the meaning and the application, I kind of tie it in with who God is. So kind of like what Karina was saying, like I'm reading the Bible not to know, like it's not like a, oh, I'm getting something out of it, but more like, what am I learning about God? And what mm-hmm. can I take away from who he is that will help me um, just remember how to fight my battles well because I feel like during the day when you're so fixated on the one problem that you have or the worries or the struggles that you have you kind of forget how big God is and you kind of forget the bigger picture of you know everything is in God's control everything is according to his plan and he is you know a God who fights for us right a God who doesn't want us to worry right it says do not be anxious so many times in the Bible Mm -hmm. and it says like you know do not fear right or and so I think just knowing what God says in his word helps me to kind of pull back on my really zoomed in problems and kind of just allow God to just shape my heart or like be able to change my perspective on it Mm -hmm. and so I think that's been really helpful like time and place and just having kind of a a rhythm of how you do those quiet times and then in terms of prayer, I think that's an ongoing thing. I feel like I'm like trying to integrate more and more. And, um, you know, I love to just imitate uh, the Lord's Prayer. Is that in Matthew, I believe? I think so. Yes. <laughs> the hallowed be thy yeah, name. Yeah, our, our Father in heaven, hallowed yeah. be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be That done. was one of the verses <laughs> I was supposed to memorize in third grade, y'all. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. That verse contributed to my C- 
my only C grade. <laughs> in the religion class. Yes, in my religion <laughs> class. But I feel like that's a great like way to pull just how Jesus prays, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Thanksgiving, right? Or praise to God. And then what do they call it? Like um, supplication? or Yeah. Supplication. Right. And then where you, and then you uh, ask for your forgiveness of your sins. And I think that's a good like guideline for, not guideline, but good like flow of how you can pray, I guess. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, those are some things. Yeah. I think prayer for me, um, one thing that really shifted in my prayer life, and, and so this is coming from someone who didn't grow up with coma and didn't <laughs> grow up. That sounds so weird when I say it out loud. <laughs> didn't grow up with the acronyms, the the comas and the, the acts. Is that what oh, yeah, it's I called? Oh, yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't know. I didn't know this. I didn't know how to pray. And so one thing that I did that really, really shifted my prayer life is I started praying for other people that were around me. Mm. And that's huge because you start looking outside of yourself and it's in something, this is something that I say all the time in my community, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times you can't see the answered prayers in your own life because you're in a waiting season. But mm-hmm. when you're actively praying for your brothers and sisters and you see things happen and shift in their life Mm -hmm. it is the most like it is the coolest Mm -hmm. thing and also for me I feel like I get to put on this huge like garment of praise Mm. and and celebration for for my friends I, Mm -hmm. I definitely remember the times when I prayed for other people and like one person got like saved wow and like one person got into school one person got got a job and it's like to see god working through all of that Mm -hmm. it also helps you um in your walk with god because you're like god if you can do it in their life you can also do it in mine and i'm going to wait patiently for you even Mm -hmm. though i have not received my answered prayer yet but i see you working in other people Mm -hmm. and so i think that is something that really helped me also because I didn't know how to pray for myself Mm. so Mm. um I think one thing and I I feel like we're going a little bit into like encouragements and advice for other people but I think one thing to start with is um I, I think oftentimes people when they pray for things it's like praying for physical tangible things Mm. worldly things Mm. God help me get a job God help me help provide more money for my family Mm. um god help help me get into this school that i really want to help me get in get this like a on my test Mm -hmm. but um i think as i was like praying for other people it also helped me shift into like the fruits of the spirit like how how can i pray for more wisdom how can i pray for more peace Mm -hmm. pray for more um joy and more patience for other people and Mm -hmm. that was very clear to me as i as as I started praying for others as mm. well that's good yeah 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 I mean I guess we can you know encourage and yeah um you know maybe for those who are newer believers or those who have been in the faith for a long time mm-hmm. maybe we, if there's any encouragements that you want to let's start with new believers first new believers let's Ooh. say like Lillian <laughs> I am a new 
Christian. And I have no idea where to start with my quiet time. Mm. What advice would you give them? Ooh. Don't give up. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like you might not get anything out of it initially, even when you open the Bible. Um, and you might be like confused or uh, just not really know what you're reading or not really understand what you're trying to process or understand. And yeah, I think that is when prayer comes really into hand, like comes prayer comes really helpful, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, because you are able to ask God for, just his understanding and for um, you to be able to yeah have God help you understand what you are currently reading Um, and I would say start maybe in like the New Testament I feel like that was where I started and I think that was really helpful because it's a lot easier to process yeah um, New Testament yeah (laughs) (laughs) to digest like New Testament um, and kind of like what I said earlier, a time and a place really, really helps. So I think if you have um, a time that you want to set that you can go consistently um, each and every single day to yeah, be there and be present with God, I feel like that really, really helps too. Um, yeah. And just uh, commentary. I know, you know, when you first initially read, try to not use commentary and try to just allow that space for God to really speak to you. But I think if there are words you don't understand or things Mm -hmm. that you don't really know what it is, I feel like that's when commentary or like uh, resources, like biblical resources do really help. Um, Yeah. I think those are places to start. You have anything to add? Yeah. I think I would second your thought on not being discouraged if you feel like you can't understand anything. Um, I couldn't, I remember not being able to understand anything (laughs) (laughs) the first, I think probably five times I read the gospels. I like just Mm -hmm. kept going back to it. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I just really don't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Especially for those of you who have zero knowledge of what it means to walk with God, which was me. Mm -hmm. Um, just, yeah, just continue opening up your Bible. I know it's difficult, but Hmm. it will be you will be okay Hmm. you will start gradually start to understand things and and god's wisdom will start pouring out into you through the holy spirit so Mm -hmm. um i'd say something that was really beneficial for me when i was first starting out is i texted my friends a lot (laughs) about (laughs) things I didn't understand, which is kind of funny because you said don't look at commentaries, but Mm -hmm. I think for me it was really helpful Mm. because I didn't understand any context of anything. And so when you're reading these Bible stories and there's ones that are easier to understand, like the ones where Jesus heals people, right? But like the Mm -hmm. parables, that is really hard to grasp for someone who has no knowledge of the Bible. Mm. That's true. Um, yeah. So I'd say ask people who are strong in the faith, mm-hmm. um, maybe even do a Bible study with them yeah. along with your quiet time, or you can do your quiet time first and then go yeah. back to them with questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they'll be able to answer that <laughs> for you. And if not, that's totally okay. And you guys could talk about it together, mm-hmm. go back to scripture together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say study Bibles are also super, very, super helpful. So Mm -hmm. 
what a study Bible is, it, it's, it provides you with a bunch of historical context. They mm-hmm. give you the maps of, of like, this is Macedonia. Yeah. This is where this is taking place. This is the church that Paul is addressing in his letters. Yeah. Um, this was the context of what was happening on with the church at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, definitions. Yes. Are there too? Definitions, yeah. um, word names and mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. Um, I think those are all really great to know mm-hmm. um outside of just the bible so if mm-hmm. you can pick up a study bible i think mm-hmm. that would be really cool yeah. uh, and really useful mm-hmm. also um you can pray for wisdom i think that's something that is really important so mm-hmm. in james james 1 verse 5 it says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask god who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him so just know that if you do pray for wisdom, you will receive wisdom from God. Mm-hmm. It says God will give you wisdom. Solomon, when he first became king in First Kings, <laughs> I really hope. Um, I believe. Yes. <laughs> he asked God for wisdom and God gave it to him to be mm-hmm. able to serve him and use it for his purposes. Mm-hmm. And so if you really just have this genuine curiosity and and genuine heart to know god god will meet you halfway Mm -hmm. i think that's really important to remember that you can ask for those things you can ask for the fruits of the spirit and god will give it to you Mm -hmm. um and then last thing that i wanted to say which is something that i wish someone had told me earlier is that god is actually more concerned with how you're running your own race Mm -hmm. and the fact that you're choosing to spend your time with him and get to know him and build this relationship with him than he is about how much you understand in the bible Mm -hmm. right and that is so clear like the difference between the pharisees and then also the tax collectors and the prostitutes that jesus was sitting with at the table Mm -hmm. the pharisees they knew everything that they could about the bible Mm -hmm. right they knew like the torah like the back of their hand they knew all the words all the scriptures Mm -hmm. they had it memorized Mm -hmm. but what did god say about them and what did jesus say about them Mm -hmm. turn away from me because you don't have a relationship with me Mm -hmm. right but Mm -hmm. then the people who were tax collectors and and prostitutes that that sat with jesus the the ones who um were outcast in society they're the ones who sat down with Jesus and had this relationship with him and, and built it up with him. Mm-hmm. And so God is not really concerned about how much you know about him, but he's just more concerned about where your heart is and how you're trying to spend that time with him. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the beautiful things about scripture is that it's not a formula that you can memorize. This mm-hmm. is not a school um, subject. Yeah right? You're going to learn it and you're going to keep learning it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that Lillian said earlier is that one of the beautiful things about scripture is that you can go back to it and get something new every single mm-hmm. time. It's living and active. Yes. Yeah. It is something that is available to you in every single season. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a lifelong journey. This is mm-hmm. not a overnight. Thing. Yes. <laughs> this is not an overnight thing. You're not going to get quizzed for mm-hmm. it at the end of like 5 years and be like, "Are you really a Christian or not?" You know what I mean? <laughs> like Yeah. Yes. So, I think it's true. Yeah, I think that's like the encouragement that mm-hmm. I have. But yeah, we hope that that was an encouraging episode for everyone and um, just um quiet time in our prayer life and hopefully you were able to be encouraged by you know how we're doing in that area and obviously we're also still 
growing in that area and will continue to grow and yeah we would love to hear how you guys do your quiet time and Mm -hmm. prayer life as well and that could be really encouraging for us too and for everyone else listening so yeah feel free to comment (laughs) leave a comment yeah tell us on instagram at potter and clay podcast yes i think that is what our instagram is (laughs) um we'll probably also include a poll here on this spotify episode Mm -hmm. if you're listening on spotify it's really cool that there actually Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for us to engage there yeah yeah i think this is a great episode i'm i i love this topic i think lillian loves this topic Mm -hmm. we have full pages of notes in front of us that Mm -hmm. you can't see um (laughs) i really hope we do get a part two and would love to as lillian said we'd love to hear what you guys do um Mm-hmm. please share with us we're always so encouraged yeah. when you share with us i know yes. sometimes please do <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes please. people are scared and um they just text us personally they're like this is what i loved about your podcast <laughs> yeah or they tell us in person yeah but i'm like it's a community yeah we want we want this to be a community for yeah. um for us to continue lifting each other up and building each other up and and mm-hmm. just know that too the purpose of this podcast wasn't for us to um like have this podcast for ourselves but it it really was built with the intention to be able to grow uh, first and foremost actually our own home church yeah which is anchor community church Mm -hmm. um and and obviously if you if you don't go to our church you will be listening online Mm -hmm. um and you won't be able to see us in person but just (laughs) (laughs) Just know that we we would be really encouraged if you do, um, yeah, leave a comment of of how you're doing and and maybe even like prayer requests as well. We'll continue to pray for you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. With that being said, remember that you are chosen and you are so loved. And let's continue to faithfully run the race that God has set before us. Bye. Bye.